Welcome to the 7 Daily Choices Podcast, a podcast designed to empower you to transform your relationships, optimize your leadership, and ignite your world. My name is Dow Tippett, and with my brother Robert, we want to help you create, build, and sustain a thriving life with others. Hey, everybody. Uh, so I'm Dow Tippett, and my brother... Robert. Robert, Tippett. there he is. Yeah, is also here. Uh, hey, have you heard that they that more turkeys have sold this Thanksgiving than any other Thanksgiving? I had not heard that. It, yes. that's, I assume in the United States. Yeah, in the U.S. So, okay. so like Ginio and some of those other turkey places are like they're like, you know, great that we're selling all these turkeys. Um, but I read an interesting article that was talking about it as if you know people are ignoring the order you know, to try and be in smaller groups. But I, I think there's more turkeys because we're going to have Thanksgiving in more homes. That's probably true. That, that, that is probably true. Uh, we're going to have Thanksgiving in our home and we're going to have our oldest daughter and her husband over. But just so our audience knows, they're here all the time anyway. Uh, they come every Wednesday night for dinner. So um, it's kind of part of our, you know, we're not sheltered in place down here in Texas, but we are trying to minimize contact. Right. Right. Uh, before, before COVID, I easily, I was easily in touch with somewhere between 300 and 600 people in a week, you know, and now it's a 10th of that. Right. So, yeah. Um, so there's, it's greatly reduced, which is what, what part of what we're trying to do to, to minimize the, the spread. And, and I think minimizing the spread really is about making sure we don't, put ourselves in a situation where our hospitals, you know, are overrun, that, that becomes an issue. Uh, luckily it seems like this disease is not nearly as severe as we thought it was. Um, it can be very severe. I'm not denying that, but, uh, most people, uh, have minor ailment and, and then recover pretty, pretty easily. Now, obviously there are those at risk who, who can suffer greatly from it, just like you can with any, any virus, but, uh, yeah. So yeah, and and of course the biggest thing is that while those those that are suffering, I mean it's real. And it is real. Yeah. We don't want to deny that for anybody. Um, and the the rate of of death is still high compared to some of the other things. I mean, but dramatically lower than what we yeah, thought it was going yeah, but, to be. Which yeah. Which is so good news, so bad news, bad, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And part of that is we we have over time learned how to handle it better. How to treat right? it better. Yeah. How to treat it better, and we've got more treatments coming out. Which you know, thank God for medicine and modern science, where we're able to learn some of the things, and God Absolutely. gave us that ability to figure some of these things out. And I know not everybody agrees with that, but from my perspective, I think you know, yeah, it's great we're figuring some of those things out. We are actually going to skip out on Thanksgiving this year because it's my mother-in-law's 65th birthday. Ah. So we're going to celebrate that with them instead. Ah. Well, we are going to Zoom with family around the country. Uh, so you'll be getting an invite and others will be getting an invite for you know a block of time we've opened up on a Zoom meeting uh, on Thanksgiving Day and people can come and go as yeah. they as they see fit and yeah. and join in. So we're we're gonna do that. So I'll, which is which is one of the interesting things. As we look at this season, one of the things we wanted to do today is we wanted to talk about Thanksgiving today. And and this whole year has just been kind of crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So um let's let's talk a little bit about this year. Um what's interesting is COVID and the election and uh the race riots that we've seen across our country have 
have seemed to create this sense of there's this constant sense of what's around the corner next. Right. So my prediction did not come true. Um, I will admit that publicly here with you. Um, I predicted RoboCop would start taking over our streets in October and that didn't happen. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not really sure where that came from. Um, oh, you know, corporations were taking over. Uh, policing was going to be done privately. We're getting mm. AI. You know, all those things that it takes to make RoboCop. Um, <laughs> those things just take longer than we think they, they, they will. You know, because, you know, according to Terminator, it should have all been over years ago. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have already gone through this. Uh, but it is interesting. Um, with all of that, there have been some other things go on in your life. I mean, it's been a it's been a rough year. In it has science. been. It's been it's been an I, it's been an interesting year for sure. Um, not one I would have projected or planned for. Right. Um, not one that I'm overly uh, distraught about either. It's you know there, there's 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 always some silver lining in the clouds. There's always a way to, to look at the, the glass half full. Um, and you can be optimistic and still be realistic at the same time. Yeah. Interesting. I just heard an interview this morning from, uh, with Matthew McConaughey. He's got a new book out called green light. Right. And, uh, he's, he talks about how every red light you you need to take what you can get. Cause the, the lights change. They right. don't stay the same. Right. And so, right. and this year it's interesting because some of what we've seen um, and some of what we've experienced can make that even more difficult because of the, the hardship. So, so you've experienced, I'm just going to look at you for a minute. I mean, you've experienced job loss. Mm -hmm. You've experienced um, personal, some personal loss. Yes. Uh, you lost a dog this year, didn't you? Well, it was uh, in December. It was right at Christmas last year. Okay. Yes. And, yes. and then you, you, you've had some friends who've experienced some very serious loss just even in the last week. Well, and I've lost some friends. Um, okay. And, and not to COVID to cancer and other things this year yeah, right. that I wasn't, you know, just kind of blown away and unexpected. Yeah. yeah just one so. of those years. So question, how are you grieving those losses? Uh, how is probably poorly. Um, the, the, it, it's a funny thing with me. I'm one of those people who tends to ignore the pain that I'm mm. experiencing. And, um, sometimes that's a benefit, you know, you can kind of push through, but you, you do need to take the time. And I will tell you, it's interesting. You should pose this question at this point, because I am, you know, in between, uh, careers right now, trying to decide at this level of life, you know, what do I want to become? Who do I want to be? What is it I'm trying to accomplish with the years I've got left, um, here on this earth. And, um, so as I, as I go through that, I, I really feel like I'm doing okay. Uh, and that I'm doing really good. And one of the, one of the things that's made that possible for me, just because of the kind of personality I am is that I'm surrounded by people who are really struggling and I'm, I'm a resource to help them in their struggle. And that fills me up. That gives me joy. That gives me purpose that gives me value and it's not a monetary one i'm not getting paid for any of this right you know but it it it, it means i'm important to some folks out there um in their walk and in their in their needs and so it, that, that lifts me up but what i've been not really good at is checking myself to make sure i'm okay and what will happen is some things like even happened in the last week where where i will react 
to a statement or a question really a lot harder than the statement or the question needed to be reacted to. And you know me, when I feel that, I have to step back and go, okay, something, something's underneath here because you don't have control like you think you do. And you, you probably need to spend a little time working on that. And it's, it's, I have no doubt it has to do with the grief and the loss and the lack of control uh, of certain situations in my life. Um, what's interesting, though, is I, I, I'm also constantly able to compare my situation to other people's situations. And even though we're, we've got some struggles we're working through as a, as a family, as a household, me as a, as a man trying to figure out his next steps in life, um, I really don't have any problems. I, I'm around people who have some really serious issues that they're dealing with, some really deep issues, relationships that could break up, uh, lives that could be lost, um, you know, entire uh, turning turning their lives upside down. And I, I just don't have that. I've got a great wife. My children are awesome. Um, I'm financially stable because of the career I've had. And so I've got time to work out what I want to do and to figure out where, where I'm going next. And, and really the big question there for me, of course, is Lord, what are you wanting to do? So it's, I would say I'm probably grieving poorly because I'm covering with some, some other gifts that I have to move past it and stay positive and stay upbeat. But the truth of the matter is I'm probably not doing it as well as I need to be doing because those, those stages that exist in the grieving process are real and you need to go deal with them. And as you know, having, spent many years around me and with me, I tend to, I tend to not relate well with, with the emotion of sadness. I just don't connect with it very effectively. So. Yeah. Grief has always been sort of a struggle for me. It's interesting this, this last couple of years, I've tried to um, lean into where I need to grieve. Um, not for my own sake, honestly, uh, cause like you, I just, you know, um, there is enough life to celebrate still right? that the problems aren't there. But um, I have four daughters and a beautiful wife and they need me to be able to connect to their struggle. Um, now, to some extent, I think my role in this house is to be the one who goes, suck it up. Um, that I'm the only one here, right? It's going to do that. But and there's some of that, but there also needs to be my ability to lean in. Um, one of my children has experienced quite a bit of grief this year, um, not physical loss, but the loss of some people in her life um, because of what they've chosen to do and their and the choices they've made and the way they treat her um, and deal with her, which has been very difficult uh, for her. And to lean into that and to give her some grace in that and to uh, care for her heart rather than just say, you know, suck it up, um, is, is something I'm challenging myself to do because she deserves that from her dad. You know, she deserves to feel the love and for her dad to care about her. So, um, and, and then I've got other children, you know, uh, my, my oldest has struggled because of, um, she's at college and of course that's a mess, right? She, uh, just trying to get through. And, and she's also, she's moving out of her sophomore into her junior year. So she's, she's in that mid spot where you feel like you're not getting anywhere in, 
I don't know if you remember that from yes, top, yeah, uh, where you're like, is, is this, this ever going to end? Right, and, and it is, and and you're getting credit, and you are making grades, and you know, you just you, there's this sense of does any of this really matter? And and oftentimes, actually, as I look back on my college career, it was my junior year, which was my hard year, that had all the classes and things that I have used again and again and again. That was actually the big year that when you look back made such an impact on me. So I know she's in the middle of that. And so there's that. And then of course I've got kids in sports. um, And then I've got a kid in theater and just got the news yesterday that they may be shutting down her show for the second Mm. time. They've already delayed it once. And they may end up having to shut it down. So trying to grieve for me has been less about me and more about those around me trying to lean into and understand and give grace to their sadness uh, in this time. And in doing that, I found, you know, giving myself some grace for sadness allows me then to celebrate what I have. It, the I think the key for me and what I'm learning is it's not that you can't grieve. And in fact, you should grieve health. Health says I need to grieve, Yep. Um, but don't live there. Don't, don't let your mind well, dwell on the and, sadness. And that's, and I do think that's where a lot of people struggle is they get to a certain stage of the grieving process and they kind of get stuck there and they need help to move along. And, um, what, but, but you can also, you can also handicap yourself on the backside by not staying in a certain place long enough to have really worked it out. And I think when I look at my grief, when I say I'm probably doing it poorly, that's the place where um, I'm probably, I probably need to go do some real examination, uh, grab a journal, even just a yellow legal pad would do and write, write down where my head and heart are. Um, just to get it out out of me uh, onto something else. And the other benefit I have is, of course, as we've talked about, I've surrounded myself with a with a strong committee of men. Actually, a couple committees of men, um, and those guys won't let me uh, <laughs> relax. They're gonna they're gonna make me uh, get it out. Um, yeah. And and so it comes out in a in a safe space instead of in a in a situation where I, I didn't intend for that to happen. Yeah. And, and we don't want to, you know, we're, we're not going to move into advertisement mode right here, but I do want to say um, we have opened the relationship black belt Academy and it hadn't gone very far, but my plan in this next year is to really build that. And part of right. what we want to do is we want to offer men who don't have that. Um, and, and um, we would probably try to offer some women, some things too, but, but that deep dive uh, we're really going to do well with men just because we are, um, and, and we're going to offer men the opportunity to find communities that help you uh, to really move into some deeper stuff for your life so that you can um, become, that you can deal with things more realistically, more honestly, because you have each other um, in that, in that space. And so, so uh, we want to create those situations because we've both experienced the joy and the freedom in that, you know, I've got friends as we've gone through this um, who without them, I, you know, I'm not 
sure where I'd be. Right. I, I, I honestly just don't know where I'd be right now. Um, and I've got some pastor friends who I continue to meet with, and then I've got some other guys and, and I just, you know, making sure to connect with them, check in on them. Um, I got one in particular, he was so excited when the kids were able to go back to school because he's got younger kids and trying to work and help his younger kids. It just, the whole thing was so hard. Um, and they ended up having to go back home, uh, because of the, the numbers and everything that's happened around us. And so uh, I need to check in on him. It's been a week now and I need to make sure he's alive and sane. And, (laughs) but, but having those guys, you know, having people you can count on, you can call on, you can depend on that does make a difference. So, so let's turn the corner here. Let's talk about that. I mean, what this year has been different because of what we've seen than what you would have expected. Well, uh, working working at home with a college student who's going to university at home, and a wife who works who is working from home, that's that's obviously been a huge difference. And of course, it's even become such a cultural shift for us that um, you know commercials are now uh, on TV using that as the punchline of of, yeah. of selling whatever it is they're trying to sell you. And, you know, it's funny because I, I, I predicted this 20 years ago. I, I could see this coming. We were, right. you were, we 20 were years moving, in the future. You've, yeah, we were moving towards this technology. I didn't expect it to take this long to get here. But you, you really are in a situation now where um, what, what I like to refer to it as, I, I stole this term from, uh, from a guy named uh, Paul Zane Pilzer, um, back in back years ago, he was an author, uh, and, an economist, and he, he called it the cocooning effect where we, we, we start to live in cocoons. You know, we don't, we don't tend to sit down with friends at meals and share as much anymore. Instead, we, you know, are pulling through the drive-through with our phone in one hand while we hold the burrito in the other hand. And, you know, you're driving with your knee. I mean, we, 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 we've cocooned ourselves and the circumstances we're in is, is forcing that cocooning even more. And it's interesting when people start to realize how much they need others. Um, yeah. So one of the things, again, like you said, we've got to have groups. We, we've got to have some people that we're giving more of ourselves to. Another thing that's true is that we're, we were already, even before um, COVID quarantining, we were living 93% of our lives indoors. And so we're missing out on the beauty of what God has made around us, you know, natural air and natural light. And, and that's creating its own set of issues physically and and all kinds of things. And so what are some things you've done uh, to kind of reconnect with the world? Um, What are some tools you've used? Well, you know, it's interesting you should ask that. My love language is quality time. Um, and so, and it's not quantity. It, it, it's, it's actual connection, quality time. And, um, and so I've, I've discovered my need for that at a new level uh, this year. So a couple of things I've done. Um, I do have, as I mentioned, I have a couple of small cohorts of men um, that I'm accountable to, they're accountable to me and we meet regularly, uh, with each other. I've got 
I've got guys I can stay in touch with through uh, whether it's a text message or the phone or uh, a quick note. Um, so there's a lot of that that's gone on. I've also made sure I'm available. Mm. Um, yeah. So uh, I have a new friend, you know, one of the, one of the, one of the questions that uh, I know you wanted to ask is, you know, who have you been able to connect with right. this year that you might not have been able to connect with if it weren't for the circumstances of what's gone on. And uh, I'm, sure. I'm not going to give details of, of this, this new friend. And when I say new friend, we're, we're less than a month into our relationship with each other. Um, but the, the way it came about, he, he was let go from the company I was let go from on the same day. Uh, and we, we didn't work in the same division. We didn't work in the same space. We didn't know each other at all. I have a friend whose wife is in a book club with this guy's wife. That's, that's how far apart that connection is. Yeah, but, you're only five degrees. Right. But when you talk about networking, I mean, that's, that's the power of it right there. Yeah. You know, being the kind of person I am and doing some of the things I do, I, I intently reached out to him and said, Hey, I'm, I'm available. You just tell me where we start. And we are probably on the phone with each other for 20, 30 minutes every other day right now. Um, And, and we've been at this now for about a month and it's moved past uh, I'm there when he's having an anxiety attack and needs somebody to kind of walk him through and kind of tell him, okay, here's the next step um, to, hey, I don't have any need. I just wanted to check in on how you're doing. Cool. So w- you're starting to see that, that, that thing come full circle. That shift. And, and that's strictly due to the circumstances. So, yeah. So one of the things I've seen happen, it's interesting, as a martial arts instructor, um, I – Right before, so so sometimes God sets you up for things, right? Sure. Uh, and for us, uh, two things happened. Number one, at Christmas, I asked for a new podcast mic and camera and standing desk. Yes. Now, I had no idea in March we were going to be here where right. my podcast mic and my camera and my standing desk that I'm at right now were going to become so important. I just knew I wanted to start a podcast. I, I didn't realize Zoom calls and meetings and all the things I was going to go through were going to happen the way they did. And so so on one front uh, where I'm trying to do speaking and coaching and training and I'm still in in meetings and stuff, that's really made a difference because, you know, I can be here in my home, I can be in my office and I'm okay. Um, on the other hand, we also had to, we, we found ourselves uh, in our martial arts business, we had to move spaces and uh, actually found out last September, October, we had to move spaces and we found a new space that we were going to move into in January that was four times the size. I've got almost 4,000 square square feet of space for the same rent um, because of some relationship stuff, right? So the right relationships, right timing, uh, right circumstances got us there. And so because of that, we are able to have fairly large classes, up to 18 students spread out socially distanced across the floor and, and continue to be safe in that space. But the other thing that's happened is um, in this COVID season, people have found their COVID pods. You mentioned cocooning, right? Yeah. Um, and and so it's these pods of families, five families here, three families there, with kids who need something to do safely, right? Well, they're coming together to the dojo 
to get their kids active and running and moving and doing stuff uh, to do something and experience something in a space that's going to be, again, we're staying socially distanced, but these pods don't have to be socially distanced. Th- these pods just want to be in a space that their time and their space is controlled. So I can say, you know, we can meet with your pod for an hour and bring their pod in and it's just them. It's just their families and me and maybe one other instructor. And so they're not overly engaging with the world. They're not overly engaging with too many people. And so we're able to help out families have this activity go on right? um, because we're able to give that to them. And I didn't, I had, I had no idea, right. That that was coming. I just started building and building out. And so now I've got, I have, I have two hours a week that I spend with families who are potted up. And then I've got one hour um, that was, we used to, we taught at a homeschool co-op and I say used to the co-op isn't meeting this year. The, the Friday school co-op, that we always teach every year we teach uh, they're not meeting this year because of COVID and all the things that, and all the restrictions and all the things they'd have to go through as homeschoolers to try and pull this off. And I said, yeah, but I can still have karate. And so all these homeschool families that we were taking care of before are still coming and we're able to still help them and still bless them. But what's interesting is meeting these new people. And I have a feeling that it might open the door for us to actually begin advertising and, and offering martial arts in a different uh, fashion than we have in the past. In the past, you set up a class time and we meet during this hour and this is the beginner hour and this is the advanced hour and you just kind of set that up. Well, what we're looking at is how do we find pods of people and begin offering classes to pot of people who already exist. So instead of trying to create a class, we're finding a a group that exists and offering karate to that group or martial arts or self-defense or whatever that group needs. And then of course, we have always been family oriented. So it's been really cool about these pods um, because most dads, a lot of dads in these pods are still at work, not all of them, but a lot of them. So we've got a lot of moms hanging out on the fringes and we invite them onto the floor and moms are loving it because they're with their kids. They're doing this thing. So I have met a ton of new moms and kids during this season because we have the space that God set us up for. So we're able to grant them, you know, leadership and training and martial arts and safety and all those things that we, we offer because of COVID and without COVID, they never would have come to us. They never would have uh, seen us. And so now I got to ask myself, how do we move forward with it? How do we grow it? How do we continue to offer things to people? Because it's created an all new mindset of marketing. And I believe that some of what's happened, you know, some people are just dying to get back to normal. And I want to keep telling them uh, normal's changed. And I think some of what's going to happen as we move forward is people are going to continue to be careful about the breadth of their life to some extent, but they're still going to want to have community. And as a martial arts organization uh, with class space, we're going to be able to offer community with a limited group of people. So you're not overexpanding yourself. So, so it's really been cool that way. It's given us that opportunity. That's been something this year that we've gained those influences instead of lost because of the current circumstances. So, yeah. So let me ask you this. We've, the fact is though, we still got five, five weeks, six weeks left in this year. So what are you still excited about? I mean, we still got six weeks left. The year's not 
there's some people who are like, let's just get through 2020. And- I, I actually started to make a list of, of things that have really happened this year that were good. And yeah, and there's actually, there's actually a neat little list. Uh, some of the things that I'm interested in, um, the United States is now sending astronauts to the international space station from the United States for the first time in over a decade. And uh, the little the little private company behind that, SpaceX, has got a lot of exciting things going on, and it's opened me up to kind of a whole community there that's interested in space. Um, and there's other companies. Rocket Lab has got a neat little program they're running, mm-hmm. um, and and some other things that that look exciting. What's what's going to be interesting is to see in that situation how the big boys hold out because Boeing's not done very well with that this year. Right. Um, and um, I know Blue Origins, one everybody's watching, they're going, they're going the turtle route. They're choosing not to take the jackrabbit route. Um, mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see what, what that results in uh, at some point when they get to a product but, uh, or a service. Um, but the, the, the space industry has been interesting to watch as we uh, get ready to, I think, I do think there are plans for us to get humans back to the moon and, um, there, there's obviously still currently plans to try to send people to another planet, which is interesting to me. So, the value of what the space exploration yeah. um, mindset has gotten us—it's usually four to five dollars to one. Yeah, so about every dollar we spend, we get about four to five dollars back in our our economy. And yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing how much value we've gotten. And, and some I think- of that, some of that has gotten in ways that are interesting, but I don't want to get into the politics of that it was just one of the things I wanted to list that, that I thought was interestingly. And, and it was a 2020 thing that was good. It's yeah. going to be overshadowed by a pandemic. Um, yeah. At least half of the voters in our country are happy to have uh, changed who is at the, who is going to be seated in the Oval Office. Sure. Um, I, I, I'll be honest. I, I, I voted for the other guy, um, but I, I have to believe that, that knowing half my neighbors are very thrilled about this has got to be good for all of us somehow. <laughs> so so well, if we can so, figure out how to make, make relationship work in yes. this agreement, which has been sort of the problem, right? Then, yes. Yeah. We yeah. can. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's, I promoted uh, there's a little outtake video. It's somebody took a bunch of talks from Jordan Peterson and chopped them up and, and put them together kind of in a sequence. And I posted it on Facebook this week, but it's basically an argument of the value that, that both conservative thinkers and liberal thinkers bring to our politic. Hmm. And I've always believed that I've always, sure. I, I never have wanted to live in a world where, where everybody thought conservatively as I do, because that, a, it would be very boring. Yeah. <laughs> and, sure. and B, it, there's a lot of problems that you, you, you wouldn't be able to get um, some very interesting solutions for. I, as I said in my post, I need my liberal friends. I really do. Yeah. Um, and I know that they need me. I know that they need me to check their enthusiasm sometimes. And I need to hear kind of a, a broader understanding of things than I have. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not I'm going to adopt that understanding or not, it's a whole separate part of the conversation. I need to hear it either way. I, and I don't have so, to agree with you. No. Gain something from your understanding yeah. of the world. And, you know, I've talked about moving to Austin, Texas 20 years ago. You know, I'm a very red guy and Austin is a very, very blue city. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for most of my 20 years here, I've really appreciated that, um, that, that, that fact. Um, yeah. that, that I'm not exactly like most people are here. 
and um and it's you know it's it's been it's led to some very fascinating deep interesting conversations um, both in the church and outside the church and at work and um, I've got gained some really really good friends from that who don't don't see the world the way I see it yeah and I you know I'm I'm that way I I've uh I've got one friend out in North Carolina and he and I sometimes whew, we will get he says some things. He's one of these guys who will make big, bold, brash statements um, and uh, will just make me cringe almost. We've been able to together make some things happen or have some conversations that have been very healthy, right? Yeah. Along that line. So let me ask you this again. We got six weeks left. What's, what do you still got in six weeks that's got you revved up? It's probably personal for me. Um, I'm, uh, I've, I've got a a son-in-law who has a carpentry business and, um, I've been taking some of this time. I've got free to kind of help him with that business. And over the next uh, month and a half, we're going to be moving out of moving his primary shop out of my garage into a, a larger space. Um, and, uh, we, as a matter of fact, yesterday we went over and started mapping out plans of what we want to do to to get the space ready. We will begin working on that this week, um, the two of us. And over the next month and a half, we will be moving him out of out of my garage and into uh, a larger space. And it sounds like you know, great to get him out of my garage. Actually, all all the fun toys that I'm enjoying are going to be, you know, 20 minutes away now, and they're not going to be right, you know, a walk down down the stairs and into the into the garage. So I'm going to miss the toys being here. However, um, the, the fact that we're going to be in a larger space and be able to do more uh, efficiently and effectively to help grow his business is, is something I'm very, very excited about for the remainder of the year. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. I mean, to see uh, Sam's business grow and be able to be a part of that, you know, we really want to help more and more business leaders do the same thing. Get it, get, get the opportunity to grow their business because of everything that's going on. Um, and the changes that have been made, it opens doors for us. If we'll take advantage of those doors. I, um, I'm excited because, because I'm going to get the opportunity to do that for some guys too. I'm excited for our business to grow in 2021. Um, the truth is the slowdown has created opportunity. It hasn't, it hasn't, simply removed opportunity. It has removed some opportunities, but it's created new ones. I'm excited for where that goes. Where Those things goes. never happen in a vacuum. Yeah. When one door closes, another opens is a real thing. Yeah. Um, and it's a matter of being able to identify that and pivot quickly. And of course, uh, I got to be honest, for me, I, you know, I live up here in Ohio uh, and you and Terrence are down there in Texas and we have plans at Christmas, at least at this point, to try and get our families together. And I, I'm just really looking forward to getting together with my Yeah, we're, we're setting up a super spreader event. That's what we're doing. So. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> it's, it's interesting because I think of it like the NFL. Um, if everybody in the stadium has tested negative, you're okay because nobody yep. has it. Um, so we should probably do that. You know, we should all probably get tested before we get together or, or uh, figure out a way to do that to protect ourselves. You know, we've got Emmy who's her work depends on her being able to go actually 
for a lot of us. Our, our work depends on us being able to be there physically still. And so, you know, it just matters. It matters for us. It matters for the people we work with. But if we're all being careful, especially leading up to that in the two couple of weeks leading up to that, um, I think we can be okay. We're, we're going to take some extra precautions uh, for the sake of the family before we head down. But, but at the end of the day, I just, I mean, I miss you guys and there's nothing like being in the same room. Right. Right. So, well, Hey, uh, let's, let's close this thing out today. Listen, it's been great being with you. We want to encourage you guys. We do have a gratitude ledger, uh, that I've created that that really is just uh, a spreadsheet form that is designed for you to help you be grateful and learn the practice of being grateful. It's funny because I talked to my kids just last night about writing thank you cards. And they're like, I sent them a text. Um, and and my wife, you know, vehemently let them know that is not okay. That's not good enough. But the reality is, you know, um, the way we express gratitude uh, does matter. It, it matters to the people we express it to. It matters how often we do it. But oftentimes the reason we don't recognize that is because we just don't track it. Um, and things we measure are things we can celebrate and things we celebrate are things we repeat. And so the gratitude ledger is just a tool that you can use to track what you're doing with gratitude Um, how you're doing that well. And we'd like to offer that to you today as we close out the podcast so that you can go and grab that. Uh, And that's going to be available at sevendailychoices.com forward slash gratitude. And you'll be able to download that ledger there. um, And and that'll help us to get you. And and then it'll help us to link up with you so that we can get more tools to you in the future as those come up. So we want to make sure and offer that. So Robert, as we head out, let me know. Uh, let's let's do this. Give me f- three things that you are thankful for three. today. <laughs> well, I'm I'm very thankful for um, for for my family, and I know that's a little bit of a, a, a hackneyed thing to say, but I really am. And when when I see uh, folks around me who I care about, whose families are not as uh, well-related or as healthy real relationship-wise as the one that I enjoyed uh, with my wife and with my children. Um, I'm, I'm constantly reminded of, of how, how blessed I am there, and I am grateful for that. Um, three things. Um, family? Family. Two more. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, am, I am grateful for, uh, for my health. Um, again, it sounds a little hackneyed, but, um, I am, I am still very capable, uh, in my life and I'm grateful for, uh, the fact that I can, I can still do just about anything that, that I, I set my mind to and, uh, grateful for that. I'm grateful for, um, and probably bigger than anything is what I refer to as the kingdom. And, um, just the idea that, uh, because I carry the name of Christ and I meet people who carry the name of Christ, there's an instant thing there because of the commonality we have in Christ, um, is, is something that I am constantly reminded of and grateful for in my life that, that I can find that and immediately 
there's a there's a way to connect. You know, I heard an interesting thing this morning. Do you realize you have more in common with an impoverished single mom in Bolivia who knows Jesus than your next door neighbor who doesn't? Yes. It, it, that just that mindset is phenomenal. The, the number one cross-cultural um, community that exists in our world is faith in Christianity and following God in the kingdom of heaven. Um, yeah, it's just an amazing thing when you recognize and how powerful that is uh, when we here in our nation sometimes feel like it's lacking so much. The reality is globally, the kingdom is powerfully moving and we are a part of that still. Hey, that is fantastic. I, I, you know, you, you say they're hackneyed, but the reality is if you've got good family, if you've got your health and if you've got Jesus, um, pretty much everything else starts to pale, right? Easy to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everything else is something you can work through. And so, uh, what we want to encourage you guys who are out there listening today, we just want to encourage you, listen, as you head into tomorrow, because this is going to come out the day before Thanksgiving. And so as you head into tomorrow with your family or whatever small pot of people you're going to be with, uh, really be willing to admit the things that have been hard. And and it's okay to lean into some of that sadness because some of that's there. But also don't stay there. Find the things. There's there's so much in this world that is worth being grateful for. And and that is still good, even in a difficult year. There's so much good in the world. So we want to encourage you to continue to look at what is there uh, to in that in those moments as you're sharing a meal together. Um, if there's someone around you who doesn't have that, reach out and offer what you do have. Uh, even though what you do have may be minimal. If you have more than your, someone next to you, if you can offer out of your minimal, your minimal will seem abundant. And so I want to encourage you to do that. Be grateful, be thankful, and uh, we'll catch up with you again next week. Anything la- you want to end with, Robert? No doubt. It's great being with you, and I'm excited about where we're headed with this, and I hope our audience finds value in what we're offering. And, uh, you know, tell us. Uh, reach out to us and tell us what you think. You can go to Seven Daily Choices podcast and you can you can uh, let us know what you think. We, we would love to hear from you. So thanks again for listening. Thanks for being with us. If you like what you heard today, will you do us a favor and go out, rate, review, and share this with others? Uh, we also want to let you know if you're looking for someone to help your team, uh, help your organization to grow, in their relationships with each other so that your leadership can be optimized. We're available for that. You can send us an email at support at sevendailychoices.com and let us know you want us to come teach and we'll get together with you and figure out what's best for your team. Finally, remember this, life is a gift. Living is a choice and living is measured in relationships. So choose relationship today.